It doesn't mean shit, bro. No, it's like it, people because I was like looking at uh like there's a West Side Gun uh interview on there, like after Pray for Paris came out. <laughs> like shit on him, bro. It was funny to read it, but I was just like, damn, like that was like the last time they posted. Like it's like basically like bef- when they were posting him before working with Virgil, people fucked with it. <laughs> it's like they post him working with Virgil, they just shit on him. I'm like, damn. Like oh, yeah, that's, like that's such an easy route now. Yeah, they're like they're like, oh, he's fucking corny, fucking fashion week killer, corny. Like, just <laughs> I'm like, and, and they're like talking about how they don't have swag and shit. I was like, yeah, like they definitely aren't fresh. Like they just are wearing expensive shit, but their music is fucking tight. Like that's just like kind of like undeniable, honestly. I feel like, like I, 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 listening I, to I, Anthony, I, listening I, to Anthony Fantano reviews, like kind of makes me feel a way about what I what I listen to because I listen to the uh, West Side Gun one, and like the way he just describes something in his like monotone voice is just so fucking funny, and it's like Dude, sometimes it, it's like mad on point, and I'm just like, yeah, uh, no, funny because uh, I see I see sometimes like like black people will get mad like oh like I think I saw like some like tweet the other day like they were mad as hell like man like white people. I always want to comment on our music and comment on our culture and shit like that, blah, blah. It was like one of those tweets. It's like, all right, cool. Like, I definitely understand like certain aspects. And then somebody commented like Anthony Fantano and I was dead. Cause I was like, I mean, like to his point though, like he, he doesn't just do rap. Like he'd be shitting on everything else too. Like if he yeah. don't like it, he don't like it. But That's true. Sometimes like, like sometimes I'll just go to his shit. I don't. Like, yeah, I feel like if it's something I like, like I'll go to it, click it, and if I if I don't like like the first two minutes of what he's saying, I'll just go down and see like the comments or like what he rated. The comments are fucking yeah. hilarious, yeah. bro. The comments are where it's at. Yeah, they're hilarious, Dang but sometimes down. I'm mad because like like I, I be wanting to see if anyone feels like me, and they're always roasting him. I'm like, fuck. But like the West Side going, I actually watched from start to finish. I was like, damn, he doesn't fuck with French toast, and he was just shitting on it, and then it made me focus on like West Side Gun's voice. Like, damn, like. I mean, no, ex- exactly. When he, I listened to it again, and I was like, oh, I feel it. I was like, damn. I was like, he's definitely a trash singer, but the song is tight, though. I was like, fuck. And then I went down to the comments, and there's people that like, like, man, I fuck, like French toast. Like, fuck you. I was like, oh, man, like me too. Like, it's like, damn. It's like, damn. Hey, everyone, listen to this, please. I, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like we like we kind of need that type of shit though. Like that's just like like you just want to. I, I just go to you know, his shit just to see if people are like minded or maybe he, if he's like minded as far as like whatever project I'm like listening to. But like I know a lot of people go they're like oh I should listen to this if he gives it a six I should listen to it because that's good on other people's scale you know. No, I fuck with Anthony Fantano though. Yeah, I fuck with him. I fuck with him. Well, we've been recording and uh, welcome guys. This is episode eighty two of plastic news network 80 fucking two yo been a long road uh, um oh yeah we can start off with okay. this like as we uh talked about isaiah rashad not releasing any new music he dropped a new song he i guess he's a listener what's the yeah. fucking Shout out. what are the odds that he heard episode 81 bro and he's like yo i'm gonna drop this shit tomorrow facts who the fuck is talking about isaiah rashad nobody but you heard no it here podcast. first. No podcast talking about Isaiah Rashad. Uh, what's this song called again? It's like, what's good? I forget what it's called. Fuck. Don't worry or something? Is it something like that? Yeah, it's uh, something like that. Don't worry. Don't worry. 
why worry? Yeah, why worry? Um, it's exactly yeah, what I expected from a new Isaiah Rashad single. Yeah, I think it was. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he 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 kind of talked about it a little bit. Like, I think he said something along the lines of like, "Thank you guys for listening." Um, for like the streaming numbers, whatever. I haven't seen the numbers. Um, but he said like, "Thank you for listening." Like, you guys don't understand like the point that you've proved or the point that you've helped me prove. And I think that um, what he's basically what he was basically saying in that tweet, like. I'm assuming that there are a lot of people that have similar opinions to like some of the ones that were shared last week when we were talking um, when just saying that like, it's hard, especially like in the, in the field of music right now, especially as a rapper to not put out music for this long and still be relevant or still be able to get a certain number of streams. And I think that when he put that song out, like it probably did pretty well. So I think that that was probably him showing like his execs or his team or whatever it was like, yo, like, we definitely still have traction like off of just this one like throwaway because he already said it's not gonna be on the album um but yeah i, I think I'm, I'm excited to to hear what his project's gonna sound like for sure same uh, after the last podcast we recorded when we were talking about it i went back and listened to uh son's tirade and i was like both both of his projects have great replay value like they're just very yeah, feel like especially because it's getting hotter too mm-hmm. I, like I think it's like the like, type of the type of music that he makes. I feel like is just so easy to like to come back to. I think a lot of times, like we kind of talk about artists who may not have the best replayability or may not have music for all situations. Like I think Isaiah Rashad is one of those people that if you like hip hop, you like rap. Like there's probably a few Isaiah Rashad songs that you like, and I think you can't really say that about everyone. You know, true. He has an amazing sounding voice too. Yeah, I think he cuts through. I think he just knows like what he sounds good on. Like he, like not to say that he doesn't experiment because he definitely has music that that doesn't sound. He definitely has songs that doesn't sound like something he would do. But he knows how he should operate on those on those beats. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah, that was well played. There's a song specifically. Like keep talking. My bad. I think the chemistry between him and SZA is probably one of my favorite like yeah. rapper R and B duos like like current. Yeah, very, I think um, very yeah. very um very authentic. It's not forced at all. Yeah, when they when they were because they both kind of came up at the same time. Like I think when Sylvia Demo first came out, um, SZA was on that song Ronnie Drake, and Ronnie Drake goes straight into West Savannah, which she's also on. And it was like that was a, that was a big um, that was a really a really strong point in the project. I think so. So a lot of people associated his success with hers. And I think after that, he was uh, also on her project too. Yeah. yeah, That's what I was going to say. I think, I think her first mixtape is called S and then her album's called Z. Um, And when the first project came out, I think he was on a song, but Z was her her big. Yeah. Yeah. When he came out, that was her big. Yeah. One was on Z, I think. But when Z came out, that was like her big, like debut. And um, that came out shortly after Sylvie Demo, I believe. I could be wrong. But, um, yeah, I think that was a good, like, because they're both under that TDE umbrella. I think that was a, a really cool, like, kind of dynamic. Because I think when I when I try to think of, of two artists, especially on the same label, they kind of have, like, like runs like that at the same time. It's like Drake and Nicki. It's like when, when Lil Wayne did had Drake and Nicki both on Young Money, it was like they were both kind of coming up around the same time. They were on each other's songs, and it was like, a lot of her friends became his fans, his fans became her fans. Like, I feel like that's something similar to what happened um, with TDE. Very true. On a smaller, on a smaller scale, for sure, though.
no, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, one thing I, I think that I can say about both of their fan bases is that, is that they are very, very strong, very strong. So don't call me a nigga, unless you call me my nigga, I'm a king, O.E., be slipping, falling from my chalice, uh, don't mind the bumper that was missing from my carriage, uh, it's poorly tinted, but my women not embarrassed, I came to bury your average, uh, you feel slighted, ay, it's like she know that I got it, it feel like it, ay, I real life it, ay, I spill vices, ay, you will like it, I promise it's real vomit, I'm honest, nigga ain't no getting money on that conscious shit, I'ma just low my gap on some survival shit, and when I hear they got a drought on it, I take a month out of rap, and I hustle till I'm out of it, I got that coke flow, uh, that heat rock, I got that old school, huddle to the beatbox, baby I'm just digging in your gush for the sweet spot, I'm a beat thot, till that motherfucking beat drop, my man, my killers, my dealers, my checkers, my bros, for my sister, my women, my bitches, my strippers, my hoes I got love for my niggas, my killers, my dealers, my chickas, my bros I got love for my sister, my women, my bitches, my strippers, my hoes I got love for hey, my niggas Hope they don't kill you cause you black today they only feel you when you pass away The eulogy be so moving We live the scenes of those movies Conflict in school or dope moving It's so youthful But if you die today I hope you finding some relief Or what a great escape We still dodging from police when we make a plate They lying searching in my bucket With the straightest face It could be 88 Sometimes I wonder why we kill us Why they killing us I think we only were a grill Because they grilling us Or how they feeling us Gotta look real and tough Gotta keep your hands in the cart Know you stealing stuff Came a long way from a boat And an auction Now we got names in a vote In a coffin Ain't shit changed but the coast We adopted Little black children You can call me that nigga Nigga I got love for my niggas My killers My dealers My trickers My bros for my sister, my women, my bitches, my strippers, my hoes. I think, I mean, if you look at where SZA is now compared to where she was before, like, it's crazy. Her, her growth has been crazy. She's definitely been on it. Control was, like, one of, if not the biggest uh, project that, or the biggest, like, R&B project that it's year. so good, too. Yeah, I was, yeah. honestly, I'm not even gonna front. I was pretty surprised at, like, how many people rock with that album. Like, it's, yeah. it's, a good, it's a good album, but, like, a lot of people, like, I think, like, the difference between, I remember Z was, like, oh, like, I could, I would meet some people that like Scissor, but not, like, not, like, Control, though. Control, like, you can go to, you can pull up to the mall, you can go to, like, Urban Outfitters and people are playing fucking. Yeah. I feel like people really connect with it, though. Like, she really uh, talked about a lot of shit, like, in her personal life, and I feel like a lot of people connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some good stuff on there for sure. Yeah, I think. Um, Can you connect to it personally, Chris? Can you relate? Well, I don't remember any any songs up there, low key, except for the <laughs> Travis feature. 
But I remember there was, oh, no, no, there, there's some other, there's like what, Broken Clocks? There's like a couple other joints on there I, I rock with, but I've listened to it in like three years though. They speak to your femininity? Femininity? Is that a word? Feminine? Femininity? That's a word. Uh, yeah, they do, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think Scissors Control kind of reminded, like the, the react, the kind of unexpected reaction to Scissors Control to me, it's similar to how everyone reacted to uh, Summer Walker's latest latest project. Yeah, Summer Walker shit. Very good. Really good. Both just kind of came out of nowhere um, and was, like, very, like, very highly reviewed. So. I, think it was, I think it was kind of similar because people, as far as, like, Scissor, people like Z and then, like, um, for Summer Walker's thing, uh, what's her, I forgot the project that she dropped before, um, before her new album. Yeah, I don't know. I, but, I, but but there was a buzz. Obviously, that's why Drake hopped on that remix. But so there's a buzz around her already. But when the album came out, it was like, oh damn! Like, and that was like pretty dope. Like, I, I listened to it. I, it. It sounds like real R&B to me. Like, but I think that's yeah. That's that's definitely one of the better R&B projects in recent memory for sure. Yeah, yeah that's true. She dropped "Last Days of Summer," "Last Day of Summer" in 2018, and then "Over It" came in 2019, and that yeah. was her debut studio album. I know she she kind of has spoken on um, not wanting to to like be in this industry anymore. So I'm curious to see if she is gonna have another project. She's on Interscope, or her album got released through Interscope. Jesus Christ, her mixtape too. Good luck getting out of that. Yeah, I, I guess it depends on how bad her deal is. I think she she's just not very social. She doesn't like to be around a lot of people and stuff. And yeah, and I mean, when you think about what it entails to be a professional musician, it's like. You might have signed up for the wrong. I mean, that's. I think that's the reason a lot of people become writers. A lot of people just like find other other ways to get their to get their art out, to to like let their voices be heard, but to just kind of be able to stay behind the scenes. Yeah. Like I think Party Next Door is a good example. Of someone who like definitely has the spotlight at certain points in time. Like, um, but I know early on and even even during his like brief kind of hiatus, if you will, like he's he was writing a lot, so he was still getting his stuff out there just not personally yeah yep party's writing party's pen has to be i don't know would you guys say top five i mean i wouldn't say top five i feel like that's pretty bold especially like with all these battles and stuff that are going on like just seeing a lot of the um kind of the ogs that have like paved the way for for a lot of the people that are kind of coming up now like the dream for example um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say anything reckless. Yeah, definitely, right like for for the younger generation, I would say that's valid. Um, just because he's he's written hits, man. He's written a lot of hits and just a lot of songs that that spoke to a specific like generation. Um, he just has style, really. That's why that's why I, I, that's why I was drawn originally. I just like his style and the production, and yeah, I don't know. He definitely has his own sound. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the new uh, the new album. I listened like twice. It wasn't bad. I just I don't I didn't want to back to it though. Like it was cool though. But I was just like, uh, but. yeah. I think um a few other releases since last week. Um, kind of starting with a couple singles. Um, Travis Scott and Kid Cudi put out their song "The Scots," um, and that actually marks the largest spot. Spotify streaming debut of the year so far. So I think based off of, sol- just solely based off of the strength of like a, 
a Kid Cudi feature on a Travis Scott song, that was bound to happen. But what do you guys actually think of the song? Uh, I actually like it. I, I listened to it once. Uh, I think I saw, like, somebody recorded the Fortnite premiere, and uh, I, saw, I heard a little bit of it on Twitter or something, and I was like, oh, I can I don't know, I didn't really gravitate towards it. But then later at night, I put in my headphones, and I heard it once. It's like, oh, it's pretty short. And I listened to it again, and then about four listens, I was like, oh, this is pretty tight. Yeah, it's cool. It's 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 kind of what I expected. Um, what was the last song Cuddy was? Playing? Uh, there's two. Was it uh? Late late night? That's what I'm thinking of. I still like that song better. Yeah, that song is really tight. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I mean, this song definitely still has time to to be able to grow on me at least. Um, so I'll, I'll give it another listen, but. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was. I wonder if it's gonna be on on Travis's project, or like what what's going on with that. I know people are speculating that because they put it out under the name like the Scots that they're gonna do a tape, uh, project together. I think I know for sure they have more music together. I don't know if yeah. maybe they will drop an album, maybe they won't. But they they previewed others like another song like literally that day when they when they when they officially dropped that song, they previewed another one because they went on live together for like just like a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. And they 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 uh, they previewed like some other random song, I don't know the name, but they for sure have other shit. And do, I you think, guys want, do you guys want a, a project from them? I think yeah. so. I, th- I think that's that's pretty exciting. And like, somebody can, it's, it's different obviously, but somebody compared it to like, Watch the Throne, where in a sense like, like Kanye is kind of, you know, he's, he's, he looked at the Jay-Z and then, you know, kind of built his career off of that. Yeah. And like, they collabed and made a whole tour out of it, album and stuff. And then the yeah. same thing with Travis, I mean, literally without Kid Cudi, it would not be Travis Scott. So, yeah. I feel like it would make perfect sense. I feel like it's mutually, mutually beneficial for both parties. Like, I Travis like can... Um, I love hearing Kid Cudi on, like, Travis sounding beats. Yeah. Like, it definitely adds a... Like, a... More hip-hop, like, rock star type of aesthetic to it. Yeah. yeah. Cudi's Cudi actually rapping. I wish the song was longer, too, because I was like, damn. Yeah, same. Uh, I think I think this is just a, a a nice like kind of sample of like what they what they're capable of like kind of where they're what their directions looking like at this time. Um, I I just think it's like I'm I know it makes me happy to see Kid Cudi like in such a positive space. I know like on Twitter, like Instagram, all these different outlets, all these different social media um, uh, platforms, he's really been talking about like how happy he is now in comparison to like previous years. Um, so I I just I'm I'm excited to see like what what he has planned for himself. Uh, whether they actually put this project out or not, like I'm, I'm super excited to see like what he decides to do, kind of moving forward. Yeah, I think, yeah, they can. I, I feel like I feel like it would almost be dumb to not do that. I, they, I feel like they have to be making an album or something, EP or yeah. some shit. Like, just like I was just talking about with with, uh, with Mark the other day, and uh, and I don't know, we're just just talking about like whatever like Travis mixtape days to like rodeo and stuff and it's like oh like yeah we obviously like thought that like he would be big but like I think that I think after birds like once after I think he's just taken it to like some levels that I just I just couldn't really like comprehend type it's just like this is like another level now (laughs) I'm just like we're all locked in the fucking crib quarantine everybody's 
in the crib all over the world. And this fool does a fucking a Fortnite performance, bro. <laughs> like a virtual, a virtual fucking Fortnite. That shit looked crazy too. Yeah, and look, I don't even play Fortnite. I, I was, I've never been interested. I played it once, and I was like, "This is dumb." I never played again. I and I watched like a couple clips on Twitter. And I was like, "Damn, like that looks sick." I just like yo. And I think it's like it that really speaks to like his creativity. Like obviously, like the other people that are on this team helped out with that, but like. Because I know that I know that they had um, Fortnite's had one other live performance. Uh, I think it was like a DJ that, that had a set on there. But I mean, if you look at the footage from that compared to this, it's like the it's I fucking mean, night and day. It, exactly. It looked like the world was ending, bro. <laughs> like, no, it's crazy because it's like I think that like like when I imagine Travis like going to going to his um, his team telling him what he wants his stage to look like, what he wants the stage design to be like for his next like tour or whatever. I, I genuinely imagine him saying like, okay, well I want to be 600 feet tall. And like, I want the world to blow up and I want everyone to fucking go into the ocean. Like literally what he did in that performance. I feel like that's what he wants his performances to feel like. Yeah. Like genuinely. So it's like, I think it was super cool to see that. Um, but I mean, even just speaking to how, how big he's become like as a, as a rock star, rap star, whatever, like, I think they said it was like 15 million streams on that um, on the Fortnite thing, and like you said, like Fortnite's not even something that appeals to everyone. So it's like the fact that 15 million people that play that one thing, like that have that have a system and they have Fortnite and they play Fortnite and like knew that it was happening. 15 million of those people tuned in to watch that shit. That's insane, bro. It's crazy. I think it's crazy to see like. Um, just where, where, like you said, like just, just the growth from, from days before rodeo and like what he was doing back in like 2014, 15 yeah, to like now when it's like he's really on top of the world. Like, like when he was, when it was like Al Farrell and he had like a couple of songs on there that I fucking loved. And then days before rodeo and he got Migos and everybody, I was like, oh, he's on. Like, goddamn. Like, I was quick. Yeah. But, <laughs> even then, like, but even then, like he had that Migos feature before that was like a really like, like if you get a Migos feature now, like your song's going go it might not be that type, but your song's gonna be on Billboard, it's gonna chart, like whatever. It's gonna be on the radio. But back then it was like that was like who the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Bro, he had fucking oh my god, bro. He had Migos and Thug on the same song. That shit is so fun. Wait, wait, Migos fucking Migos and Pee Wee Longway, dog. Like so many people yeah. took like so many Atlanta rappers stole Pee Wee Longway's swag and then Migos before they really like popped off, and then it's like then he had like Rich Gang on fucking mom, like <laughs> like, and he and he and he was like like even bending genres back then because he had Toro on Al Faro. Yeah, and it, oh, that's and, true. Yeah, Toro and Theo was on it on the same album, and then it's just like I remember like when Days Before Rodeo came out, it was like Amigos feature wasn't even really wanted at that time. It was kind of like it was almost kind of like like I remember some like some people was kind of like iffy on sloppy toppy like i was even kind of iffy on sloppy toppy, sloppy toppy at first like oh uh, like i don't know if i could listen to five i love sloppy toppy yeah that sounds hilarious <laughs> it's just like damn bro like i don't know he's just kind of looking ahead whether i mean and i know people are like oh he's not a real producer he like he use other people whatever like the fucking team around like travis scott's team and himself all together putting one is just like a crazy like machine i'm just like i, I honestly don't know like it's almost kind of like it's kind of like Kendrick, like like in a, in a different aspect. Kendrick is more so like, damn, like how can he top, like how does he keep topping the, the last project he did? And now it's like, oh, we kind of expect the next one to just be better. We're just like, fuck. Yeah. But I think for tra for Travis, it's more so just like we just don't know what he's gonna do. Like I feel like as far as like creatively, it's like, damn, like. I think what he's proven is that the sky is really like not even the limit. Like, 
um, just, I mean, looking at like, even, even like something as specific as his stage design from his last few shows, it was like, they had the fucking, the massive fucking like mechanical bird for like the birds, uh, the birds in the trap shit. And like, that was crazy to see in person. But then like for the, for the Astro World stuff to have like a fucking roller coaster, like above this, like it's, I feel like, like he's really just really pushing, um, pushing the limit and just really trying to see like what the label is willing to pay for. He turned the Nikes, he turned the swoosh backwards on a Jordan one, bro. Nah. <laughs> nah. He did, he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Nah, but even just like little details like on the, on the Fortnite thing, I don't know if you know, it's like, uh, characters like sixes, like they were like glowing. Yeah. You saw it too. Just like, I don't know, just like little shit. Like, it was just really tight. Was like, damn, like, this is cool. Like, I'm not going to play Fortnite after this, but it's still, it's still kind of tight. <laughs> Yo, but I know people's like parents were trying to tune in just to see like what it was. It was like, like everyone, everyone's heard of Fortnite, or most people have heard of Fortnite at this point, but it was like, I think other than the, other than when it first came out and it was really like, like booming, like all these little kids were on it and shit. Like, this probably has to be like the second biggest like moment on that on that game you know yeah i think it's interesting to see um ain't no plastic about to come out with the soundtrack for warzone so stay tuned that actually be really bad. activision hit us yo shout out to activision activision has changed video games activision the first time i've seen activision was tony hawk i think exactly bro they, they went off on this warzone shit you've really been playing warzone every day huh yeah. <laughs> Every time I get online to watch Netflix, Marcus is playing Warzone. <laughs> I couldn't even I couldn't even see Marcus playing a Call of Duty type game. I feel, like, I feel like since I, I feel like since I met you, you never even played video games like ever. I didn't. I never did. I used to play Call of Duty in high school, but like this quarantine is fucking shit is hidden different. Um before we get off of music, there's one more single than another project. Um, that I wanted to talk about, but the the other single. How did you guys feel about Lil Uzi Vert's um, "Sastike"? I listened to it once, and I, did, I so I don't remember what it sounds like. And that I think I might say that I don't know. I, I don't know how I felt about it. It's kind of like it probably is tight. I probably got to keep listening to it, but no, honestly, I feel like it was whatever. Like I, I wasn't like if this was. I mean, I think everyone's still a little confused as to like what was what transpired between him and Playboy Cardi, like. As far as like, oh, you drop it on Monday, I'm dropping on Monday. Like, what was he gonna drop? Like, he was really gonna drop like whatever the fuck was going on. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like this song, because I mean, this song versus like Cardi single at me. Like, I think the Cardi seems way more fire than this. Yeah, at me keeps growing on me. Like, <clears throat> I feel like Uzi and Cardi kind of fall into that same category of like outside music. Like, you need to be outside around people to like fully enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like just to feel the energy, yeah. But I could still play at me and chill. So it's like, yeah, yeah. They're I know it. Formula. They have a formula of, of, of repetition as far as lyrics, and it was very easy to get stuck in your head. All you gotta it's, hear. It's like super minimal and cut down to like the only things that they need. It's a science. I think like when Uzi wants to rap, he raps, and when he wants to dumb it down, he dumbs it down. And then that, those are the songs that people really gravitate towards. The dumb down ones. Balenci, like that shit is like still stuck in my head. And I heard it like two times, bro. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, he's yeah. just a real fun guy, you know. He's just a he's just developed 
a wild persona and everyone's just interested in him as a person. So it's like, whatever he releases musically is going to be successful because it's like, even if you don't like Uzi's music, like all these funny videos that he puts out or all these funny videos that he's involved in, like make you smile. So it's like, okay, well, let me just, let me try it. Let me see what it is. Okay. To go back on uh, your point about Westside Gun earlier and like how you don't think he really has style like that. I feel like I liked Griselda a lot because they didn't try to be like super fresh or anything. Like it was just straight bars over like, smooth ass beats you know and there's like i feel like a lot of uzi's like persona has to do with like wearing designer wearing chrome hearts drip this drip that and i feel like griselda wasn't about that and like but i feel like i feel like they were about that i feel like they i mean because i i think like coming out of an area like buffalo like new york like la is the same thing like with rap in general i think majority of rappers like no matter their their skill level there's still the idea of like if I'm successful, if everyone's going to consider me successful, there's a level of like attire that I need to like maintain. True, but like, like fucking... even, even though you're not, even though you're not rapping about Balenciaga, or whatever, it's like you're still wearing all that shit. Benny the Butcher in that video that I sent was like wearing like a raglan with like army fatigue color sleeves and shit, and a fucking Yupong snapback. No, no, no. Like Benny, Benny and Conway don't really be rapping about that shit. It's really just West Side. No, yeah, I'm not talking about what they rap about. I'm talking about like like what they wear in general. Yeah. Like what did they wear when they when they did the Breakfast Club or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, true. True, true, true. But um you Griselda right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think they don't really I mean if I had to guess it was some designer shit, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean it was it's, it's really it's really just West Side. Cause I, I like like I, I watched the rap the rap radar, uh the most recent um group podcast that they did and it was like four or five months ago when they dropped the, the, um, the group project um, it was like the new year one right yeah something like that and the crackhead from buffalo on the cover yeah and, and benny had like a vape coat on like it was like you could tell it was like he just got it but it's just like to every to most people it's just like oh like that's that's been out but it's like you know what are you gonna tell him he probably shoot you or some shit yeah <laughs> Or try to slap you or something. I don't know, but like, but West Side is more is more the talkative about swag and stuff. So I think that's why the hype beast comments were like grilling him. But I think why I don't really. Care. I mean, he most nine times out of ten, the shit he wears, we probably wouldn't wear it. But I think it's the fact that he's just so confident. It's hilarious, and I'm just like, yo, it's tight. It's just like, damn, like you can't tell him shit. Like he's not he's not going for that. So I think that's why that's why I like it. But even then, it's a, it's like if. if I feel like if you if you like rap if you actually like like boom bap shit without even seeing their image you're gonna like you're gonna like their style so it's like so it is what it is like they don't they don't really need the the swag crowd to really to really pay attention to them you know yeah and that's why I feel like they, they, don't, don't, need to, they don't need to tap into that yeah. but they already got versions of red brick on their bricks so I mean it's already locked yeah. um did you guys listen to Kelly Uchis's project? She has a new project? Yeah, it's an EP. It's called The Feel Alive. Feel Alive. Like a drug, can I be a Pablo Escobar? Take you across the board.
said that they're I'm yeah she said that like she wants to put out her project but um she's not going to right now so she just wanted to put out something um she just wanted to put out something kind of just to, to have everyone have some shit to listen to while they're while they're stuck inside I'm definitely gonna um, give it a couple streams I like Kelly yeah. Yeah, I, I, like, I like a lot of her stuff so i think um i haven't had a chance to get to it yet um but i'm, I'm excited to listen definitely excited to listen yes. Bro, I'm riding around, for a while. like one of those what? old cali songs i still play that shit like which one? Oh yeah riding around. oh yeah wait there's a i think there's, there's a i think the one that i originally heard and i it's I, a remix I, probably I later it, it's like some type of remix it's like an edit or something and I realized it wasn't even the real one. I was hot. I was like, oh, it's the edit. That, that remix is fire too, though. That remix. Yeah, and then I heard the real one. I was like, oh, this is just like, okay. Because I was so used to hearing the edit or remix or whatever it was. No, but, I think Riding Around was the first song that I heard from her too. Yeah. Um, no, she definitely has a lot, man. She has a lot of like songs I really like. Was I, love, I love her on features too. Yeah, I would agree. Was that the project you were talking about, Isle? What? The Caliuchas? You were like, oh, I got one project to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I uh, Tom Tom Mish came out with a I, I don't know if that's how you say his, his last name, but I don't know if you guys are familiar with his work. But super chill shit. Yeah, it's like very like I I kind of don't I, I honestly don't know how like anyone could not like it. Like you don't have to be a fan of anything. It's like kind of falls in the same genre as like Krongbin, I think. Like it's just, it's almost like it's kind of like how could you just like not like it? You know what I mean? It's like it's really good. Um, but yeah, it's him. It's him and somebody else. What's this dude's name? Yusuf, Yusuf Days or Dyer, I don't know how to say his name. This is a British cat. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was. I listened to it twice. I got a couple good listens. It's tight. The, the Freddie Gibbs song is sick too. Um, what else came out? Um, There's like the Onyx Collective project. I haven't peeped yet, but I'm definitely going to. Um, there was another Yeji project. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I peeped like half of it. It's fucking tight. Um, yeah, she. I saved. I saved a couple of songs. From her not that long ago. Wait, did this just come out? The green? No, no, it came out a few weeks ago. It's called What We Drew. It's, a, it's like a green album cover. Mm-hmm. It came out a couple weeks ago. I didn't listen to the whole album, but I saved like two songs that, that I did like. And I and I've noticed I've started to see like DJs put the, her put her new shit in their mixes and stuff. I kind of noticed that already. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh. Uh. But what else was I gonna say? Uh. Fabio Foreign dropped, he dropped the album, I think. Is it an album or a mix? It's like a, no, a mixtape, EP, I don't know. Fuck is Fabio Foreign? Big Drip. Big Drip, yeah. <laughs> big Drip. Stuff before. Yeah, Big Drip, he dropped the, I mean, I, I haven't peeped yet, but I know it's going to be some slappers on there. Uh, is, it, is he a rapper? Yeah. Bro, you heard Big Drip. I don't even know. <laughs> Bro, you heard it. Okay, I've heard it. Big Drip. I fell in love with a lip, bitch. Hey, hey. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm expecting like some bangers on there. Um, oh, I forgot to say last week, but yeah, I've been listening to that 22 G's shit. 22 G's came out with, with a project like a few weeks ago, and I let's try this to it last week, and it's hard to say. And I, I was gonna say that on the last podcast, and I completely forgot. But that's just really tight. On some like pop smoke, like New York yeah. shit, like it's really tight. Like it's it started like literally from the intro, it's it's hard as hell. Um, what else? I think other than that, just like random like little sh- i forgot to listen to the division project there's um oh my god i gotta listen to that yeah oh they yo they released an extended version of that flume and tori moi song 
Oh, really? Yeah, and I kind of wish it. I kind of wish that it was the original one because it's kind of like an intro. It, it, it's like it's like a long build up. So it's like I guess for mixing purposes, it's like. Really yeah, I think the one that they released is like there. There's a very small like space in the beginning, and I feel like when it gets into the actual song, it's very like like it goes up like very because the beat is pretty like I guess intense is a good way to kind of describe <laughs> it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like yeah, that song yeah. a lot, though. I really yeah, do. Yeah, with this new one, it's, like, literally, like, a build-up. It's, like, a, it's kind of, like, a drum and bass, like, build-up. So you have time to, like, you can, like, mix that with something else and get, like, a little creative with it. So, like, that's really tight. Um, I feel like Flume has a bunch of good shit. Like, if you go yeah. back. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Flume has a lot of shit, I think, that got a lot of people into, like, kind of electronic music, into, like, house music and stuff. Like, yeah. um, back, like, like, 2010s, like, early 2010s. I remember when people were like going to those raves in like 2010, 2011, like EDC and like fucking all that, those type of shit. Like, yeah. they were listening to like dubstep heavy and I, I just couldn't get into it. But like Flume was that one dude that I was like, oh, this shit kind of kind of goes. Yeah, it was like so different than I was like, I was listening to like fucking J. Cole and like Pharrell and like Kanye at the time. And it was like, oh, yeah, this Flume guy kind of. It's, it's crazy the amount of shit. Uh, it's crazy the amount of J. Cole I, I listened to from, like, 2009 to, like, 2013, and it just, like, it just dropped off completely. Like, I, I don't know. I think, I think now uh, all that stuff is probably more so nostalgic at this point, but I, I don't yeah. know if I could really be listening to did it. Did you see someone someone did a, a mashup, like, mixtape that oh. I, I saw a few people post. That was, yeah, like, J. Cole rapping over, like, Neptune's beats. Yeah, I was like, I don't know, if I, I don't know if I want that, yo. Like, I, I don't. Like, people are like, yo, this is crazy, and I'm I was like, like, nah. like, it's. I mean, it's exactly what you'd expect. It's like J Cole's voice over, like, a, like you know, like I don't know. <laughs> like, this is the one thing I was like, all right, bet. like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, yo, like I would rather just listen to that separate. I'm listening to Neptune separate. I'm listening to J Cole. Separate. Yeah, nobody asked. Like, I, I, one thing I will say though, like, I think a lot of J Cole songs are very like maybe slower like not necessarily songs that i would like want to play out um i mean over neptune's beats i guess that like they are easier to listen to like out but i mean it's i don't know it's it's definitely like i think it's worth to listen like if you're curious but i'm just saying this i'm not revisiting i feel like it's kind of crazy to think about like how much the neptunes have produced but at the same time, I feel like they never got NERD to the point where it could have gotten, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like they put out a bunch of great projects, but, like, none of them have, like, me personally, I can listen to, like, front to back. There's definitely songs I skip and whatnot. But the songs that I really love, I really fucking love. Yeah, yeah. I think I can do, I think I can do Seeing Sounds. I think I can do Seeing Sounds, No Skip. I think... All the girls stand and skip. No, I'm not. I'm man. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I like that song. I think and I, I know commercially, like they, like none of those albums did well. I know a lot of people like Insertive and like even Fly or Die, but like I don't think any of those albums did, did that well commercially. And then I mean, it, it sucks too because like I feel like the biggest they've ever they, they've been is like the Complex Con like new album era, and it's like that's the weakest album that they put out. Yeah. But I mean, I think it, I think that's that's just like a a good example of the fact that like being a group and putting out projects is a lot different than being successful as a producer or as a group of producers, you know? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I went back and listened to that uh, Pharrell project. The Is it called Girl? Girl, yeah. Dude, that shit has some sh- 
some songs on there. No, there's some good shit on there. There's a, there's some shit I would for sure skip, but I I like love that song Lost Queen. You know what I'm talking about? It's like track nine, I think. It's Eight or nine. It's one of the last ones, I think. Dude, that song is. I like the, I like the one with Alicia Keys. I like obviously Gust of Wind. Um, there's a, but there's like there's like what there's like a Miley Cyrus song and one on there. I'm like like I'm like yo, I'm good off this shit. Let me see. It's I I, one thing Pharrell is like he's never cared about like what he thinks everybody's gonna like. He just puts what he thinks is like he's proud of. I think. Oh, I forgot Happy was on there. Damn. Oh, yeah. That song was fucking, like, that song is really, really, really big. It's really, it's weird because Happy, yo, Happy, like, man, I kind of liked it. I remember they came up with, with the Despicable Me 2 soundtrack, and I remember he, he did the score for that movie. I think for both of them. Mm-hmm. And Happy came out, and I remember, like, I was like, yo, this is kind of tight, like, not even on front. And then I didn't realize, that he, and then I think once he put it on Girl, I think that's when it really took off to, like, the annoying level, but, yeah. Bro, think about how big Happy was, right? It only has seven. It only has like uh, three quarters of a million. No, I'm tripping. Seven hundred sixty-four million streams, okay. and and Uzi Uzi is getting a billion streams. But I mean, if you look at bro, the so Happy came out two thousand fourteen. Yeah, nobody was streaming like that. I wasn't streaming at that time. Yeah, no, nah, like like I think I don't even know when. Like, bro, honestly, I think come out. Yo, I think, I think, I think if people were streaming like today, like I think people go straight to streaming. At, like 2014, I was downloading, I was torrenting. Yeah. I was awesome. Bro, Happy would probably have like two billion streams, bro. <laughs> like that shit was that shit got to like an insane, annoying. Oh, that, that annoying song, bro. That song, five-year-old cousins love that song. Yeah, but, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that song really would have been on some like TikTok, like hell like, yeah, that type of shit. Like it had unlimited range, bro. You could play it. For a two-year-old, you can play it for your grand or your granny. Like just like yeah. that. I think um, yeah. I mean that that really just speaks to like the their fan bases too. Like Uzi's fans, it like that's who he's talking to is the people that are streaming everything that are streaming. Fucking like, have you seen the video of this like little kid that's uh, listening to this Playboy Cardi single? It's like this little this little white kid like sitting in his room. He's like he's like doing like a, a review of it. <laughs> no, nah. in the chat, but it's it's super funny. Like that is who they're talking to. Like that that's who his like crowd is. So yeah. before we get off of these two dudes, I feel like Neon Guts has to be one of my favorite. <laughs> I feel like it has Neon to be Guts one of my fire. favorite like recent Pharrell productions. That's just fire. Neon Guts is really good. I think that was that's one of my favorite songs off of that Uzi project. I think that's one of the that's one of the that's one of the songs I think since like DJing I think that's probably like I if I see it it's like it's a good it's like probably like an eight or nine out of ten times chance I'm gonna play that shit if yeah. I get like that range I'm probably gonna play that shit bro I love that song bro I think that's, that's like, I, think one of, I think that's like one of Pharrell's best beats in the last like ten years and I feel like it was just so unexpected for me like like I definitely was not expecting to hear Pharrell production on a fucking Uzi project. It's like it's like he work he works with like he you know like I feel like as far as as far as him going solo producing like he's worked with like newer artists that are younger and up and coming and like it doesn't always come out fire like that you know I remember him and Mac Miller were working on shit and they were supposed to drop a project together and like that was like like, that makes sense to me though yeah I could see that more than Lil Uzi but like the songs that Mac and like 
Pharrell made, they were just okay. It's like usually when you see Pharrell, someone's always just like, oh, it's instantly gonna be fire. But I feel like some of Pharrell's like when he works with newer artists, it's it's like eh, it's not trash, it's not fire. But that Lil Uzi is just like. I kind of want to hear Pharrell, like a Pharrell and a Pierre Bourne like collab. That would be, I think that would be so. Oh cool. my God, yo, stop right there. Speaking of this, this has nothing to do with Pharrell, but it has something to do with Pierre because obviously everything Pierre makes is fucking tight. I, I, I can't speak for his rapping or whatever, but like beat wise, it's like you have no choice but to just like the beats. And um, I don't know how, I think I was. I just, mean, you have a choice, but if you choose the other, you're just wrong. Like, yeah, basically, yes. Uh, and like I was just scrolling, and I don't know. I Pitchfork is kind of like Anthony Fantano type thing. It's like I just be nosy and want to see what people think, even though most of the time I don't really take it serious. I just like to read other opinions. And um, they tweeted something about some dude named like Chavo. I think he's like from Florida, and he's like, "Oh, peep this song, Michigan by Chavo, produced by Pierre Bourne." I'm like, "Oh, I, I see. I saw Pierre. I'm like, all right, bet. Check it out." Like, oh, this is pretty tight. Like, he's like super chill dude rapping with Pierre shit. Like, all right, bet. And I started looking at his shit. And I'm like, oh, like, he has like a lot of music produced by Pierre. Cause you know, like, Pierre is either going to Cardi or Young New. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to anyone else. This dude has like 10 Pierre songs yeah. on all different projects. I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, dude. And then I went to Pierre's Instagram. He was like promoting that song. I was like, oh, okay. So, and like a good amount of this dude's songs, like, I checked it out. It was like really tight. Like, if you go to like, if you go to like our SoundCloud, like, um, just see like what we've been listening to or like the listening history like go on there and just like yo there's some hard ass shit it's kind of like he doesn't sound like belay but he's just very chill like belay if that makes sense like yeah 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 different flow but very chill like oh fuck your bitch type shit whatever but it's <laughs> on you know it's just like pierre just like, i don't know it's fire bro that automatically sounds like i'm gonna like it <laughs> yeah 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 it's like it's, it's pretty tight hey, Valet. he, he kind of like belay like i'm there yeah, and I, it, it, it kind of made me sad because I'm like, I feel like this is what Valet should have been on. Like, I feel like Valet had, like, the tools to, like, take off, and it's just like, damn. Like, every, instead, everybody just stole his flow, and then he just kind of yeah. just, like, not that tight. I just painted this fucking dog red. Yo. I feel like, I feel like Peter, I'm surprised he didn't get, like, backlash for that shit. Yo, he got plug at Peter. I feel like he I feel like he took his dog and, like, just dipped it in the bath. Like, it just dipped died his dog. Damn, bro, that's trash. Hey, one thing though, a I'll a tip in the gulag, you gotta fucking spray paint your opponents red so then you could see them better in the shadows and shit. Someone told me that. Yo, that shit works like a motherfucker, motherfucker. Never worth your up for. Give me that neck, come pop pop. I, I just wanna cheat and ski, don't use no teeth, girl. Give me that slop top. I skirt around town, then I drop top. I like fast cars, don't stop stop. If you see four man, then a vibe better know that a man them's touring the up block. I can never worth your up for. Give me that neck, come pop pop. I just wanna cheat and ski, don't use no teeth, girl. Give me that slop top. I skirt around town, then a drop top. I like fast cars, no stop stop. If you see four man, then a vibe better know that a man them's touring the up block. Gang, if you see four man in the right best dash Bro went jail for a booting, lean out the ride then he made that crash The old boy's way too wet, with a foot they got sprayed by fireman Sam And the kickback's way too strong, should've called this shotgun Rob Van Dam Hella draw routes, please don't test me, if I put bands in your head don't slip We got samurai swords and whaps trying to do man live, fuck a snapchat vid It's like half of the gang's on license, why you think shh, had a sword no stick Hella feds at my door like the postman trying to find out all the moves we did 
I got my hands on the neck, no necklace I give a vitamin D, no breakfast Paying food, got the cats going reckless Brock a brick down, man, do it like Tetris But these only on my guest list Fuck a you kick him out like Brexit I tell her shake that ass or exit Throw your ass back, let it slam like wrestling I can never wipe your up for Give me that neck, come bop bop I just wanna cheat and ski, don't use no teeth, girl, give me that slop top I skirt around town in a drop top, I like fast cars, no stop stop If you see four man in a vibe, better know that the man them's touring the up block I can never wipe for your up for, give me that neck, come bop bop I just wanna cheat and ski, don't use no teeth, girl, give me that slop top I skirt around town in a drop top, I like fast cars, no stop stop If you see four man in a vibe, better know that the man them's touring the up block she in love with the way that I flip these racks Money on my mind when I wake up I think that I dream about too much cash And I can't really vouch for the pagans They ain't never held or seen no whaps And I love AB cause active I ain't gotta tell man twice it's mad Three jigs in a rust like J-Louse Man got hit with an ostrich bird SR doing time on the wing With a big fat shank trying to rip man's shirt Tell a up for shake on your bumper Let me hair clap when you jiggle and twerk I love bands, no time for a hate I'll spend three bills on a polo shirt Man pop can't cause I'm unruly Can't none of them boy that school me I got a big back thing from Leicester Won't DM you but she really won't do me And a whole lot of gang kubuki I made big man dash like Scooby I made all your rent last week Now I'm gonna go flick it on tits and booties I can never wipe your up for Give me that neck, come bop bop I just wanna cheat and ski, don't use no teeth, yeah, Yo, give me that stop dog. I stay around town in a drop dog. I like fast like cars, no stop dog. If you see four man in a bright better know that a man that's touring the up coming soon. I already signed this up. Um, or not? Hey, did you guys watch the uh, Jordan documentary, Last Dance? Yeah, part two came out today. Um, <laughs> episodes three and four. Three and four. Um, it really, it really just touched. I literally finished it like, like. A little while ago um but it really touched on like dennis rodman's kind of like career path and like where he came from and where he was at that point in time in like 98 and then um episode four was really about like the the beef with like the the bad boys with the pistons um super interesting to me like like i mean dennis rodman i think is is one of the more like misunderstood uh, athletes for sure, but maybe even people in like pop culture. I think like Yo. when people think of Dennis Rodman, it's like, oh, isn't he that dude that's probably like on drugs or something like crazy that played for the Bulls? Yeah, you know, like gay or like yeah, like people people know Dennis Rodman as dude that wore a dress. People know him for like all the wrong reasons, in my opinion. Like I, I'm really happy that like in in that third episode, they they really touched on how like I think I forgot which coach it was, but I think it was. Um, one of the coaches that he played for when he first got to the Pistons, but they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. He was saying that like when he first got there, it was like, he was a coach's like dream. It was like, no one worked harder. And like, just, I mean, no one, no one understood defense like he did. And I guess one of the assistant coaches was kind of trying to like, Hey Dennis and like, like kind of bring him in and like, like maybe teach him a few things. And the head coach went over to him and was like, yo, like, I feel like it's kind of a weird comparison, like animals to like athletes, whatever. But he was saying like the phrase he used was you don't put a you don't put a saddle on a Mustang. And like that shit was like like super like like tight to me because it was like if you know anything about like horses, I guess, like even if you don't know anything about horses, like if you know anything about cars, bro, like the shit's called the Mustang for a reason. Right. It's like the Mustang is like the fucking perfect like horse. Like it's a pure breed. Like it's, it's just the perfect horse. Right. So it's like he's basically saying that like you don't need to, you don't need to coach like every player. Like some players just get it. And like Dennis Rodman just got that shit. Yeah. 
So wow. it was so crazy. Did they talk? Did they touch on uh, his like community college times when he was like uh, damn near adopted by that family? No, they they didn't t- they didn't talk about that. Um, but they they did. He did talk about how he was homeless and like he was hanging out with people that were selling drugs, doing drugs, whatever. But he just never got into. It. He was just like kicking it, and then he would just go to the gym every day. Bro, he said when uh, I think a little after he was homeless before he started playing basketball, he like got adopted by this like white family or just started staying with them. And he like got really close with their uh, son. He was like five or six or seven or something like that. And it was just like like his best friend when when he entered the NBA was like fucking 13 or 14 or 15, something like that. Oh, wait, he he started living with them. The kid was like five. Yeah. Okay, Okay. Okay. Or something like that, something crazy, like yeah. Mad Young. I was but, like fourteen. Yeah, wrong, yeah. He has a thirty for thirty. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm sure all that. Stuff. Oh, sure it they, was in the thirty for thirty. That's where yeah, I saw it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of yeah, crazy. Death Robin don't even look. He don't even look crazy, bro. He look like that. Looks like like that. Like how he looks. How he looked back then is like normal in twenty twenty. No, literally, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's fucking wild, dog. It's just wild. <laughs> yeah, but I think like just back then, like they talked about it, and it was like he was. I mean, I think what they really kind of highlighted as like that, that like that uh, switch flipping moment in his life is when he dated Madonna and she was kind of just like, yo, like you have to understand that like at the end of the day, like you're going to do what you're going to do like on the court, but it's like, you have control over what everyone sees you as you have control over your, um, over your personal like persona, like who you want to be, like be whoever you want to be and like, just keep, keep doing what you do. Like, basketball wise so I think that's really like when he started um kind of dressing more like more free I guess just like kind of wearing more wild stuff dyeing his hair and doing all that stuff um I feel like Dennis Rodman is the first like talking about on-court stuff like he's like the first like like just dog that like got a lot of recognition I feel like maybe it's just because like we're young but like I feel like since then there's been like Ben Wallace's and like Draymond Green, Marcus Smart, like Patrick Beverly's and shit. Like a Charles Oakley or something? I mean it wasn't even the same he was just like a strong ass dude that just bullied people like Scottie Pippen and shit. Bro they should like who just like was dying for rebounds bro like I think that was like that was what they got at. Like, cause I mean, I forgot who it was too. It was like Mar- Marv Albert or something like some, some analyst that everyone would know when you saw him, you know, but he was saying he's been watching here. He's been working for the NBA for like 30 years. He's never seen a better on ball defender than uh, Dennis Rodman. Oh, it's, it was the black dude. I forgot his name. It wasn't yeah. a shot either. It was the other dude. Fuck. I forgot his name, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, don't know. That's I feel like that's like my favorite type of player. Like right now I would have to say like Draymond Marcus Smart and like Patrick Beverly are like in my top five favorite players. Really? <laughs> yeah, just because they're fucking they're the most, the most hated players in the NBA. They get but, after it though, you know. Like they don't fucking they don't take days off. They just like like that Michael Jordan but, shit. Bro. I think only, I think out of all those, I think I, the only one I could kind of fuck with is probably Marcus Smart, but I can't. Yeah, I was gonna say Marcus Smart. Yeah, but have you seen all the stuff Draymond's been saying recently? Bruh, that's a whole nother podcast. He, he was on like a podcast or something talking about like oh like like Steph Clay and me change the nba like like us three were like the dudes and like blah 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 and every i mean he definitely played a massive role on that team but i think like people were kind of roasting him for maybe taking a bit more credit than he should have nah, like, i think i think draymond is very deserving of 
Like, yeah, bro, he was saying he he be trying to like shit on Charles Barkley, bro. It's like Charles Barkley would fucking kill him. Bro, shit on Charles Barkley, shit on Kevin Durant. Yeah, it's like, bro, like Charles Barkley is way better than Draymond Green, bro. Like, I don't think. Yeah, like, do you think Draymond Green deserves Hall of Fame? Yeah, absolutely. First ballot, bro. I don't, man, I don't know, bro. Easy, easy, bro. Like, I feel like you saying he's be- uh, Charles Barkley is better than him is, like, a little too quick. Because, like, we, like... I disagree. He said something in the same interview that you're talking about, and he was like, uh, the Golden State Warriors don't need him to drop 20 a game. Like, it's what the world wants, but, like, it's not what... That is what who wants? The world. <laughs> like, to, for him to get his roses, I feel like he needs to average 20 and 10. But that's not what his team like asked for. But, but, it's, but, but it's like look look at okay, so this season they had no one, right? What were his stats this season? Like he was like they were solid, but it wasn't dude, it was like about developing those players. They were last. Like it's like dead. Like literally dead Like I feel like if you put Charles Barkley on that team, they would have at least been like seventh or some shit, six. Like I mean like I don't know, bro. Like like he's good for sure. Um, I th- I still think like even like on an All Star ballot, I still think like I still like I feel like there should be sometimes players like over him. Like he's yeah, like, I, I, I I think Draymond Green is like top fifty. Like, but I'm not. I don't know, man. I'm not like. He literally does everything you need teammates to do. Like you know how many teammates like. Maybe he's a be- he's a he's a better passer than Charles Barkley. Passer in. Okay, he's one more unselfish. He said, like, probably is in the top five in setting screens, which is like incredibly overlooked. Like, how do you think Clay and Steph get so many open looks? And his uh, ba- basketball IQ is off the fucking charts, bro. If you see, like, sometimes, like, the. All right, I think the Golden State Warriors are the Golden State Warriors because of their ball movement, like, first and foremost. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. And Draymond Green is a. Always one of the first ones that get off the, off those initial pick and rolls and uh, off those dives. He's always the one that's getting the kick out or either the drop down or the lob or whatever the case. I think that makes him a really really good role player. I, that's what I think too. I think he's like, 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 like role player doesn't mean you bro. Draymond Green's career stats: he averages nine points and seven rebounds, <laughs> and six assists, five assists, and one block. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying he's trash. I definitely don't think he's trash. I think he's a really good role player. But I don't think he's first ballot Hall of Fame by any means. I think there's a lot of really good players that you're not thinking of that are not in the Hall of Fame. There's hell players that are fire that aren't in the Hall of Fame, I don't think. I, I think Draymond Green is a is a great player. I think I just think that when people compare him to Charles Barkley or say he's better, that should be having a hop. I'm like, nah, like, hell no. Nah. Like, I don't think so. Different different players, I think. But Ben Wallace is not in the Hall of Fame. Sean Kemp. But I don't know. I, what's the, like? There's a lot of players that haven't won anything. There's a lot of players that haven't won anything, right? That that go to the Hall of Fame as well, too. Yeah. All right, maybe he's not better than Charles Barkley. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm telling you, man, Charles Barkley is. I'm like, I'm like Charles Barkley is like what, like top thirty ever, probably, right? Yes. Am I, is that is that off or is that? I don't think that's crazy, right? That's some people might even say top twenty five type shit. I don't know, but I think he's one of the best ever. I was gonna say definitely one of the best, like four. What is he a four, right? 
Yeah, like power well, forward. He, and, he, and, he, and he was undersized, too. What, he's like 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah, 6'6". Six, six, six. I'm looking at this thing comparing him and supposedly the best power forward to ever play, Tim Duncan. And the only thing Timmy got him in is championships. And he has one more MVP than him and four more who? all-star selections. Who? Over who? Charles Barkley. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were going to say Draymond Green. I was about to I wonder, I, wonder, I wonder what made Charles Barkley – like, I didn't really watch him growing up, but I wonder what, what made him, like, not win. I wonder if he was, like, choking in the, in the final, finals or playoffs. Or like, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Jordan's not everybody from fucking winning, bro. Yeah. Bro, but uh, going back on, like, last – what we touched on in last week's episode, I feel like uh, – like, thinking about, like, what type of player Scottie Pippen was, it's like, I'm having such a hard time imagining him being the second best player in the league. Like – from what all, all the information that I got from the last um, last week's season, uh, last week's episode of Last Dance, it's like this dude was like basically Lamar Odom with clamps or I don't know. I don't get it. I think you're, I think it's like, it, it's like, okay. So when, what year would you say Golden State was the best? Was that 2000? Like, like before KD got last there. Year. Last no, year. Before, when, got, before, huh? before that, before that, before KD got there, when it was really just like Stephen Clay. Like 2015, 14 or something? Yeah, something like that. So, how, like, where would you rank Clay Thompson in the league that year? Shit. Like, you get, you get where I'm going? You get where I'm going? Like, I think that's what it was. Like, like, uh, Scottie Pippen was like his, Scottie Pippen was Jordan's Clay Thompson. You know, like, he's like on a team by himself, he'll be good. He'll be really good. And it's like, he probably won't do that. I mean, I, I don't even know. You can't. Hey, Thompson on the team by himself. I feel like he's gonna put up Devin Booker numbers. I mean, uh, you, but I, I think I think that argument that argument can't be made. You know, because like you can't physically go and like make that happen. True. You know what I'm true but like, because I mean, looking like if you were watching the Bulls back then, you might have been able to say the same thing about Scottie Pippen. True. So it's like my my only argument is that like I don't think that by himself. Like I get like on paper like by himself, Scottie Pippen might not have might not strike you as a person that that could have possibly been top five, top whatever in the league. But I think with Jordan, like, in that system, like, doing what they were doing, like, it's it, it was definitely the case. Oh, man. That is kind of crazy to think that Clay Thompson probably isn't going to be, like, a top 30 all-time player. And to see – bro, because if you would have said that shit, like, four years ago, it's like you would have been laughed at. You said he's not going to be because um, – He's probably not going to be a top 30 player. Nah, and that's okay. Like, and you're saying top 30 player of all time? Yeah. Yeah, hell no. But that's okay. He's still, he's still, one, of the, he's still one of the best shooting guards right now. This man had, like, 60 points in three quarters with, like, two dribbles, bro. Like, that, this was god yeah, level. Yeah, yeah that, is, that, is, that is honestly crazy. But it's like if you look at another team that wasn't bro, because the the Warriors, especially back then, like they were known for for screening like that. Like they were known for like their their playmaking. It's like if you put him on another team like that, he's not doing that. I feel like he is. He's gonna. No, I, he can definitely. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's gonna get those numbers, but the two dribbles, like the the way he was oh, able true, to just catch and shoot. Like if he was on another team by himself, like they need him to do more than that. True. He would have turned him into a on another team. He would have had to be off the dribble way more. Sure. Yeah. 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 He has that in his package, though, for sure. Pause. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that that he's lacking that. I'm just saying that being on the Warriors allowed him to really thrive and be like, "Yo, 
Clay, what do you want to do? Oh, I think I'm a really good shooter. Bet. Catch and shoot all fucking day. That's all you're going to do. Draymond, what do you think you're really good at? Like, yo, screens. Bet. That's all you have to fucking do. You can score three points a game, and it's all good because that's all we need you to do. Nah, he makes hella plays, though. You, that, let's not just say he's a I'm not saying. I'm not saying he doesn't. Damn, bro. I miss the NBA. <laughs> yeah, I think they um they said that <laughs> players are going to be able to um, return to, like, training facilities and stuff on May 1st. But I'm curious to see. What are they gonna do? Are they just gonna go? To, are gonna skip right to next season? Like, what are they about to do? I don't. I don't know. That's what I was gonna say. I'm curious to see what's gonna happen. Because I mean, if they stop now, April, the league's like the season starts in October. It's like there's already there's talks even of like, if even if they come back in October, I feel like they would probably have to play with no fans or something. They were That's talking about that with the in the Draymond interview on All the Smoke with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, and they were saying that like. Draymond like submitted a playlist that they're gonna play during the game, so they're just gonna like listen to music while the game was going on. That's weird. I mean, I believe like I believe it because I think that that's really where it's headed. I mean, as a player, that would be kind of fire though. It's just like an open. Honest, run, I'm probably not trying to hear a Draymond Green playlist. <laughs> I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let someone else. I'm gonna let someone else do that. Bro, all this Draymond Green slander is unacceptable, bro. He he he's well spoken. He's he's a true winner. Yo. Being well-spoken has nothing to do with the fact that you think you're the greatest fucking power forward of all time. I don't think he thinks he's the greatest. All right. <laughs> Tell him that. There's no way he thinks he's the greatest. Or you think you, you think you're you think you're fucking leagues better than Charles Barkley? You think you're the greatest power forward of all time? There's no way. You just said that Charles Barkley is like maybe right behind Tim Duncan, who, in your words, is arguably the greatest power forward of all time, and you think you're way better than Charles Barkley. <laughs> you know how crazy that sounds, yo? <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn. This is unacceptable. Let's just move on. Um. Well, I guess before before we get off of the, the uh, this week's episodes of um of the Last Dance, there are like two things I want to touch on. Number one, um, how crazy it is that that uh Phil Jackson and like even Jordan and like Pippen were down to let like basically Rodman came in to like practice one day and Phil Jackson was like, or no, Michael Jordan came in to practice. Phil Jackson was like, yo, uh, Dennis has something to say to you. And he knows like whenever some shit like that happens, it's going to be some shit he doesn't want to hear. So he's like, all right, like, what's up? What's going on? And, and Dennis Rodman was like, yo, I need a vacation. And everyone's like, what? Like, what are you talking about vacation? He's like, yo, I, I just need to like, I need to get away. Like I need a vacation. So they're like, okay, what do you want to do? Like, what do you mean? He's like, I want to go to Vegas. And like, bro, <laughs> oh, like, what do you mean? Like, like, we're not gonna let you go to Vegas. And then Michael told Phil, he was like, yo, if we let this dude go to Vegas, because Phil Jackson was like, all right, we'll let you go to Vegas for 48 hours. How about that? You can have two days to yourself. I think this is right after the season ended. So it was like, like they were just practicing or whatever. But he was like, all right, yeah, you can go to Vegas uh, for two days, 48 hours, um, enjoy yourself, whatever. And Michael Jordan was like, yo, if we let him go for two days, I promise you, we will not see him in 48 hours. I promise you. This dude went to fucking Vegas and he was gone for like five days or some shit. Like, was just gone. Like, just out in Vegas doing whatever he was doing. Like, I don't know. They had video of him at the bar, at the club, like doing all types of fucking crazy shit. And then he gets to practice like whenever he decides to go. Like, I guess Michael Jordan flew to Vegas, went to his hotel room, knocked on the door and was like, yo, we need to go now. Like, we need to go to practice. So he brings him in. They get to practice and like, I guess to get him back in shape, uh, Phil was like, all right, well, we're going to have you – have you guys ever done an Indian run? 
<laughs> yeah. So they're, they're doing that, right? For anyone that's listening that doesn't know what an Indian run is, there's the line of people all running, and the last person has to sprint. So everyone's supposed to be moving at like a jogging pace. Last person has to sprint up to the front and then control the pace. And then that's what happens. Everyone from the back runs all the way up to the front, whatever. That's what they were doing, right? Michael Jordan was like, all right, I'm not trying to do this because I'm not out of shape. None of us are out of shape. It's only Dennis. So, like, everyone, when you're in control, please just go to a normal jog. Don't do anything crazy, whatever. And they're running around, like, a little track, right? A little track, like, in their training facility. Uh, he said, like, Steve Kerr gets to the front, slow jog, whatever, cool. Uh, next dude gets to the front, slow jog, whatever, cool. He said when Dennis Rodman sprinted to the front of the line, he was running so fast that it took whoever was at the back of the line four laps to catch up to him. So he, all that, all that to say, all that to say, five days, six days, whatever the fuck it was, off doing whatever crazy shit he was doing, like they were all saying that they let him do whatever he needed to do because they knew that like, even if Dennis Rodman's out doing whatever the fuck, when it's time to fucking practice, it's time to play whatever, he's locked in. So like that's crazy. That's sick. That's crazy. I was like, yo, that's a tight ass story. I like that. Mind you, when, mind you, when when Jordan busted into the room, Carmel like <laughs> hid in the fucking closet. Bro, <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> Jesus, man, I yo, nah. You said Carl Malone. What? Carmel Electra, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Not Carl Malone. <laughs> No, they were interviewing Carmen Electra, too, because I guess they were, like, dating at the time or whatever. She's, like, when she heard Michael Jordan knocking at the door, she, like, ran and, like, jumped behind, like, the couch or some shit and was, like, hiding because she was scared. What the fuck? Um, but, yeah, nah. That's fire, man. Shout out to Dennis Rodman. Yeah, shout out to Dennis Rodman for real, man. Hey, hey, condolences to Dennis Rodman and his family. Right there. You can stop that right there. <laughs> I'm not trying to get into nothing. Like, nope. Stop. I don't know where he's going with that. that R.I.P., bro. About him off air. All right, is there anything else? R.I.P. to the dawn. <laughs> Let me see. All right, great episode, guys. We're already at an hour or something. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big vibes. All right, we'll be back next week with something new. I'll get on Warzone. I'm not gonna do that. I'm a DJ. Bruh. Yeah. That's what time it is. Alright. 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 Peace. Peace.